Good morning, afternoon, or evening, and welcome back to One Guy, One Roll, the podcast where I, your host, GM, and player, Hero Cities, play role-playing games by myself for your listening pleasure. This episode I am calling Session 0.5. It's a continuation of the creation of our story before we start actually playing the game. At this stage, there's only a couple of things left for us to do. Since we've already established all of the truths about our world, we basically just have to create our protagonist, think a little bit about our starship, and create our immediate surroundings in the current sector that we are in. Since recording episode 0.0, I've had a chance to think a little bit more about this world that we've created. And I think it's kind of a feudal system, but not really entirely sure how that works out. Definitely, there are different guilds who control a lot of power. And I think that they are the primary sources of employment and opportunity within the forge. I'm not sure yet if there's like an emperor or kings or if guilds control planets or what exactly is going on but i think it would be kind of interesting if the guilds themselves were kind of not part of the leadership they they operate externally to the power structures that are involved at least in some cases maybe not in all cases a couple of the guilds that we already know are established are the bounty hunter guild the soul binders medicaid mercs courier how much power these different guilds have is going to vary dramatically but i believe that they all certainly control power in one way or another so far i've come up with just a very basic character idea i think that he is going to be outside of the guild system for now and he's going to be a scavenger also known as scavs in this world so the assets i've chosen besides the basic starship is a skiff and then the scavenger path. The skiff is described as an unarmored, unarmed flatbed hover vehicle that carries several people, gear, and cargo over land or water. And when you undertake an expedition or set a course, you may rely upon the skiff's simple durability and roll plus integrity. If you do, take plus one momentum on a hit. I think this really fits the character because my idea is that scavengers are fairly common due to the dangers and lack of reliable transportation with FTL. I think that scavengers can operate pretty successfully outside of the main inhabited areas of the forge because of this and the fact that they go out and scavenge old wrecks or possibly destroyed civilizations or anything like that. We'll find out the specifics of that as we play, but the skiff will be really helpful to haul the various scavenged goods that he finds along the way. It might be a little bit of an overplayed trope now, but inspirations for the character include Han Solo, Malcolm Reynolds from Firefly, and Spike Siegel from Cowboy Bebop. However, I don't want him to just be the Han Solo figure who actually has a heart of gold. I also don't want him to be only out for himself. I think probably has some sort of personal code that he follows. Maybe more in line with the personality of Malcolm Reynolds and Spike Siegel than Han Solo, but that's the basic idea for him. I think he is probably 
done some things that he regrets in the past in order to keep making enough credits or money or whatever to keep the ship flying. And I think he probably used to have a partner at one point, but something happened with that relationship that we will discover in play. So I rolled up simple background here, and he's haunted by a past failure. I think that might have something to do with the death or possibly just the separation from the partner he used to have. And I'm starting to think that it might have been a romantic relationship of some kind because I rolled on the character goal and it was build a relationship. I was just trying to get ideas about what might have happened in his background, but currently that's still up in the air. Just to get an idea about his basic personality traits. I rolled on the revealed character aspect oracle and got a 82, which is stingy, and a and a 14, which is careless. So kind of getting an idea about this guy. He's not very likable yet, but I'm sure he has some positive attributes as well. So currently he is stingy, careless, scav, who prefers to work alone. He will prefer to take any kind of jobs but prefers to avoid armed conflict. Using a mix of random generators and roles and other inspiration, I've come up with his name. It's actually a Maori name of Nikora, which is Nicholas in the Maori language, apparently. And his last name is uh, Soklov, which was based on a random name generator. Apparently, it just came up with it as a Ukrainian last name. His pronouns are he and him. And his call sign is Tycoon. I think it would be interesting if he was given that call sign because he's so cheap and his partner from the past said one day he'd be a tycoon with all the money he saved being a cheap ass. Moving on, it's now time to write our background vow. A critical part of the game and revolves around these vows that you make or these your background vow in particular is the character's primary motivation or ultimate goal but it may or may not ever actually be resolved i'm not really sure what his actual background vow is going to be so i rolled on the action and theme oracles as recommended by the rule book itself on action rolled a 78 for research and on the theme rolled a 92 for truth research truth i definitely never really thought of him as a intellectual character but perhaps researching truth maybe his primary motivation is to discover the truth about what happened to his partner that could work since this character is, seems likely to become a major part of the story, we should give them a name. Nikora's partner was Zari Sheen, who went by the call sign of Valkyrie. I think perhaps she was also involved with some sort of scavenging. I don't know if they're part of the same organization, clan. Not sure what to call them yet, but I think they ended up being partners and worked together for years. Perhaps they were even romantically engaged. We'll figure out more about that specific part of the relationship as the story progresses. But for now, the background vow for Nikora is to discover what happened to Zari Sheen and why they mysteriously disappeared, where they went, and if they can be found again. Next up, we are 
going to take the Starship Command Vehicle Asset card and give our ship a name. Believe it or not, I actually randomly rolled for it, and it came up with the Second Chance, which I think is a perfect name for this ship. I've envisioned it basically as a retrofitted ship that was originally not designed for the purpose of salvage and scavenging, but in the years he's owned it, Nikora has done some modifications to it to more suit his purposes, including retrofitting the hold in order to fit his skiff inside. Now... I rolled on giving the starship a history, and it came up as purchased at a suspiciously cheap price, which does sound like something that Nikora would be in line with. Not sure yet why, but I've made a note, and we'll figure it out over time. So I always kind of had the idea that this ship was kind of a piece of shit, but I rolled randomly on the Envision the Starship charts, and I got exteriors marred by rust and grime, and removable deck plates provide access to hidden storage. I think this ship was probably previously owned by a smuggler or someone like that, but we'll figure it out in-game who actually owned the ship previously. Beyond that, I think that it's just kind of not had great maintenance since Zari disappeared. I don't think that Nikora has really done a lot of the preventative maintenance on the ship and i think he's cheap and does a lot of his own maintenance on it if he gets drunk mikora will joke around that the reason why he's left all the rust and grime on it is it's a form of camouflage that he utilizes during various operations but in reality since zari's gone missing he's just been kind of lazy and not really keeping up with the exterior of the ship As far as inspiration and size goes, I'm thinking it's kind of roughly the size of the Serenity from Firefly and kind of has the rundown nature of the Millennium Falcon from Star Wars, but I don't think it really looks like either one of them. At some point, I'll come up with a more detailed description about what the actual exterior of the vessel looks like, but for now, think kind of a rundown multi-use, lightly armed spaceship about the size of the Serenity and Firefly, but thought the weird swivel engines. Never could stand those. As I previously mentioned, I did choose my final asset as the support vehicle skiff. I think that this will come in great handy, especially because he does a lot of solo scavenging and a lot of the stuff that he ends up bringing back to the ship is pretty heavy and whatnot. I think that the skiff Um, It doesn't say it on the card, but I think it probably has a little cargo arm that can can be used to pick stuff up and place it in the skiff and off the skiff back into the second chance. Even though it's pretty rare to refer to the skiff by name, I think its nickname is Fatty because it's slow, rusty, and oftentimes puts up a fuss when it's supposed to be working. Like most things on the second chance, I think... It hasn't had the best maintenance lately, ever since the disappearance of Zari. However, despite its lack of polish and shine, I think it's a very important part of the operation, for without it, it would be very difficult to do all the heavy hauling and lifting required from salvaging and scavenging operations. Now we move on to stats. Stats in this game are what you add to your role. And we'll go over how rolls work when we actually start the game. So there's five different stats to choose from, and you get a 3, 2, 2, 1, 
one to spread as you wish. The stats are edge, heart, iron, shadow, and wits. I put the two in edge because I think naturally he flies his the starship a lot and in general he's actually pretty good shot if though he prefers not to get involved in armed conflict if able for heart i put a one he's been on his own for a long time and i think that he doesn't really have a lot of empathy and he's kind of awkward around people and prefers the company of his ship to that of other people iron likewise i also made a one I think he spends a lot of time at the controls of his ship and in general is just not a very aggressive person or particularly skilled at close combat fighting. Shadow is a two because I think he's actually a relatively cunning guy and it does take some level of cunningness in order to navigate the complicated legal ramifications of being a scavenger in general. Also, sometimes these various wrecks are inhabited and Discretion can be the better part of valor. Finally, for the big three, I put it in wits, which is expertise, knowledge, and observation. I don't think he's particularly smart as far as like book smart is concerned, but definitely when it comes to paying attention and observing things and his street smarts are pretty strong. So that gives us two, one, one, two, three for our stats. For the next step, we uh, set all of our condition meters, which includes health, spirit, supply, and momentum, to their correct values. We'll discuss what those do throughout play. Other than that, we set both of our vehicles to their full health. And next, we envision our character. Kind of already talked a little bit about Nikora. Gonna have to give more thought into how he looks, acts, and what he wears. Having given it some thought, I think as far as envisioning what Nikora looks like, I think he's had, um, perhaps it's common where he's from in this planet. He has ritual scarring done across his body and neck, done in geometric patterns. He also has usually unkempt hair and is unshaven, and he can frequently be seen chomping on an unlit cigar. As far as he acts... He's not very good with people. He prefers to be out on a job rather than interacting with people. He's slow to trust, but fiercely loyal once that trust is earned. And as far as his typical clothing when he's out on a job, he wears a rebreather with a dirty leather duster that has a hood on the back of it. He tends to operate in poor conditions at best, so I think it's kind of tattered and it's just to how he is. He just doesn't really take very good care of himself. He looks kind of like a hobo. And I don't know if he's always been this way or if that's just since Zari went missing, but that's Nikora Tycoon Sokolov. As far as his personal equipment, you don't really need to detail the stuff down to a minute level like you do in Dungeons and Dragons or other games. It's assumed you have all the general basic stuff as required. However, he does have a spacer kit, which has an environmental suit, headlamp, toolkit, medkit, and comms device. He also has a special short-barreled stubby pistol grip shotgun, which has been in his family for generations. As previously mentioned during the section of World Barreling on Iron, he has a chunk of this iron, which he can then use to swear the iron vow on. However, it's highly radioactive and has to be kept in a containment field. And he also has a hollow locket with a picture of Zari in it which he tends to wear around his neck or hangs it 
somewhere on the flight deck of the ship when he's flying around. And that's all for character creation. We have detailed out Nikora Tycoon Sokolov. And next up, we will be starting to build our first sector that we will be exploring in the game. Sectors are an area of space that are relatively contained and connected within the fiction of the setting. Basically, it's a settled or explored area and allows it to be easily identified and mapped for people that live in the area. Now, before we start creating our sector, obviously we need a name. I've always been a fan when mythology gets used in sci-fi, so I've decided to use the ancient Celtic pantheon gods and goddesses for the names of our various sectors because I think it's fun and interesting. Anyways, uh, the first of our sectors we're going to be playing in, I think we're going to use Kososus, I think is how it's pronounced. Kososus? Yeah, we'll go with Kososus. He's identified with the Roman god Mars, so the god of war, and is named in a votive inscription from Burgess in central France. So I think our first sector will be called Kosos. Kososus. Kososus. It's a hard name to say. Now, besides having the name, I think it would be interesting to have to roll on the suffixes table and see if we like it. If we don't like it, we won't use it. We got a 31, which is flow. The Kosus flow. Kosus flow. I like it. I'm not really sure what to put yet as far as region's concerned, so we're just going to leave it blank for now. Next up, let's roll and see what kind of stellar object we have in this sector. Got an 80, a neuron star surrounded by intense magnetic fields. Well, that's certainly interesting. Now that we have what the primary stellar feature is of this sector, let's go ahead and figure out what some of our other locations are going to be. On planets, roll a 37, which is Ice World. I've already decided that our adventure is going to be taking place in the Outlands, so let's see if there's any settlement on it. 49, no settlement. Any atmosphere? Marginal atmosphere. Any life? 40. Extinct life. Well, that's kind of interesting. Let's see if there's anything observable on our icy planet from space. 37. Snowbound mountains makes sense. And any planet side features? 80. Vibrant auroras. Okay. Well, it's kind of a boring world, but I'm sure we can come up with some interesting reason for it existing in our sector. Now we just need to give it a name. Looking at the names available here, just under sample names, I think Cicero is perfect name for our new icy world. I know that you're technically supposed to, according to the rules, generate your settlement numbers first and then populate your planet, but I think it's more interesting that this place is abandoned. I think this is probably the location we're going to start Something happened here, we'll discover it later, whether it's a crashed spaceship, an abandoned research colony, something happened here, and now I think Cicero is going to be the planet we start on doing some sort of salvage mission from the planet. However, we will continue to further develop the rest of our sector. For our first settlement in the area, I rolled Deep Space, which is interesting. I think I'm going to put this one near the neuron star that we rolled first. So let's see what the population is of this deep space location. We got 4,500s. 
kind of interesting. This orbital settlement's name is 94 Vega. Ooh, I like it. It's going to be called Vega Station. I'm not quite sure yet on the details of what type of settlement it's going to be, but I suspect it'll be either something that's researching the star or perhaps even a pirate settlement of some kind. And lastly, we will just roll for our third and final settlement. 63 orbital. I think I'm actually going to put this in orbit around Cicero and call it Abandoned Space Station. That would actually give us a pretty good reason to be going here. And we'll find out more why all this happened during play. Let's see what kind of star Cicero orbits. Got a 52. A young star incubating in a modular cloud. That's kind of weird. Maybe that's why it's an ice planet, because the star is so young. And lastly, we're going to take a planet side location, just to make it a little more interesting. So let's go ahead and roll on our settlement population. Looks like hundreds of people. And let's see what kind of planet this is. Got 61. Jovian world. That's not really going to work for planet side. Oh, maybe it will. It's kind of interesting. I'm not... Oh, that's actually quite interesting. We could make that work. All right, let's make it a Jovian world. Looking over the names, this Jovian world is going to be called Tyr. T-Y-R. And on Tyr, on Tyr, the atmosphere is toxic. Makes sense. And life is zero to none. Makes sense also. As far as things observed from space, 39, a perpetual superstorm. And planet side feature, 40, pockets of explosive gases. Oh, that's interesting. All right, I think that is going to more or less take care of our settlements. However, uh, we still need a name for the settlement on tier. So let's see what we get for fun. Get 57. Oseus. I like it. So Oseus on the planet tier. And that will complete our little sector here. Now I think that it would make sense for the routes we draw in, the um, passages, would connect... Cicero and Tyr together. I think that just makes more sense to me. And then the way out of the sector goes from Oseus out. And that's our little sector here. That would be the uh, Coseus flow, where we have Vega Station orbiting a, uh, neuron, a neutron star with intense gravity. We have Cicero, the ice world, with an abandoned orbital station. We have Oseus on the planet Tyr, which is a Jovian world. And that's our three settlements. I think we're probably going to start on the ice world of Cicero doing some sort of scavenging operation, and we will discover more about that world in play. So let's see if we can get a better idea of this abandoned orbital station that orbits Cicero. As far as our first look at it, 75. Significant structural damage. Makes sense it is abandoned after all. And I'm not really sure they have a settlement trouble. Maybe, I mean, it's just abandoned orbital station. So perhaps they've managed to find a way down to the surface of the planet, but it's very inhospitable, so I'm not sure about that. I think the name of the abandoned orbital station is going to be 
Prosperity. That sounds exactly like the type of station you would find orbiting some inhospitable ice world. So the next step for us is to create a connection, a local connection. I don't think it's our boss. I don't think we really have a boss, but I think whoever this individual is, is the person who we are doing this task for. I don't think they're located on Cicero. However, I do think that we are going to roll on the character roll table and see who exactly we're dealing with here. 48, leader. Okay, so this individual is obviously leader of something. I don't think we necessarily need it to be too overly detailed at the moment. I think this individual is going to be ranked as dangerous and I believe that they are located on in the settlement of Osseus. I think that makes the most sense on tier. Now we are supposed to take a get a first look at them, see what the oracle here has to say. 8 aged. Ooh, I like that. Let's get one more. And 54 large. Ooh, I like that too. Aged large. And then they need a goal. Gain riches. Okay, that kind of makes sense. So their goal is to gain riches. And they primarily come off as cautious. Interesting choice hiring our guy Nikora for the job, but maybe they're just cautious with their own life or that of their settlement or whoever they are. We haven't quite determined yet what they are, but we'll get to that in time. Lastly, we need a name. 25. Creed. Ooh, I like it. I think that's it. I think it just goes by creed. Is it possible? Well, we already decided in our truth that religion has filled us and it's been left behind. So I'm not sure. We'll have to figure out exactly what's going on here with creed. Now that we have our boy creed here, we need to lastly introduce a sector trouble. Nothing specifically is really coming to mind. So I think we might just roll and see what happens. 56... Prophecies foretell of an intimate waking of a dreadful power. That seems legit. I'm not entirely sure how that's going to factor in. Maybe it doesn't factor into our mission. I'm not sure. Other than that, uh, finalizing our starting sector, I rolled up to see who was in control of the sector and got fringe group who are established as exiles. So that's kind of interesting. So exiles are in control of this sector exiles from who or what we have no idea and that'll bring us to the conclusion of our setting up the world of iron sworn starforged conclusion we have created our truths we've created our character we've created uh our starting sector we're in from here we will uh next session on the proper session one We'll, we'll get started on beginning our adventure and get on into it. As always, I've been Hero Cities signing off. Have a great day, y'all. Stay safe out there.